Rosalind Carter has been laid to rest under a willow tree in Plains, Georgia, where she and Jimmy Carter lived for decades. The former First Lady's quiet, private burial came after three days of celebrating her legacy across her home state. Imagine all the people living for today. Many of those close to her have been speaking this week about her legacy. What a remarkable woman she was. Wife, mother, business manager, political strategist, diplomat, advocate, author. Yet what I remember most about her was her tireless dedication to taking care of others. That is Catherine Cade, vice chair of the Carter Center's Board of Trustees. Carter was a global humanitarian. She and her husband, former President Jimmy Carter, set up the Carter Center back in 1982. It focused on a number of issues, like working to eradicate diseases, including guinea worm in parts of Africa and Asia. Journalist Judy Woodruff covered the Carter White House and got to know Rosalind Carter well. She said she wanted to be valuable in each country to bring back their concerns to her husband. The former first lady advocated for international conflict resolution, for election monitoring, and for equal rights for women. Again, Judy Woodruff. A first lady who cared deeply about the American people, about how government policies and actions affect their daily lives. A first lady who took on tough assignments, who was, in her words, determined to be taken seriously and who wasn't afraid of controversy. Here is her grandson, Jason Carter, who also spoke during the memorial service on Tuesday. Uh, My grandmother doesn't need a eulogy. Her life was a sermon. Jason Carter remembered his grandmom as beloved by her family and also kind of cool. She did Tai Chi with this sword. (laughs) And if you want to see a five-year-old boy be excited, they would come back, Dad, you know Mom Carter has a sword, you know? Grandmother, mother, humanitarian, wife, first lady, and here is one more hat she wore, champion for mental health. She imagined that we would have mental health treatment just the same way that people were going to the doctors for their physical health. That is Rebecca Brindall past president of the American Psychiatric Association. Carter was one of the first prominent political figures to call for better mental health care and to reject the stigma of mental illness. I think what sets her apart is that she recognized the stigma and really more so the discriminatory behaviors that um, come from that stigma. That is Eve Bird, director of the Carter Center's mental health program. And it was Carter's rejection of the stigma around illness, including depression, that made her friend, Anne Mahoney Robbins, feel comfortable confiding in her. A doctor friend, he would say to me, oh, don't don't say anything to anybody. You'll get, you know, you'll get a reputation for, for uh, being someone who they don't want to have anything to do with. Consider this. Rosalind Carter practiced what she preached. Not only did she work to change the way that mental health is treated in the U.S., she reached out to those in need. Coming up, we will hear from one woman who suffered from severe depression and who says that Rosalind and Jimmy Carter saved her. From NPR, I'm Mary Louise Kelly. It's Wednesday, November 29th. This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine & More. 
With so many great bottles to choose from at the lowest price, it's easy to find your favorite Cabernet or a new single-barrel bourbon to try with some help from one of their friendly guides. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine & More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. It's Consider This from NPR. People are remembering former First Lady Rosalind Carter as she's laid to rest in Plains, Georgia. And we're going to hear now from someone who remembers her as a friend. Anne Mahoney Robbins worked in the Carter White House while she was wrestling with crippling depression. Robbins recalls meeting the Carters for the first time. It was in Georgia back when Jimmy Carter was governor there. Dave really was with with me. Your husband, Uh, yeah. Yeah, my husband. He uh, said uh, he... Uh, meaning Jimmy, looked a lot like John Kennedy, and I was a John Kennedy fan, big time. And uh, next thing I know, flowers arrive, and um, an invitation to go spend the weekend uh, with the Carters. Huh. I wanted to talk to you about the time in your life. I know you talked to the Washington Post about this. The time in your life when you were going through a deep depression. Um, yes. You've spoken of how you were you couldn't even get out of bed. It just felt so hard. And you were worried about telling anybody because of the stigma. Yes, and there and it, it, even now there's a stigma, not like it was, but there definitely was a stigma and uh People would say to you, like a doctor friend, he would say to me, oh, don't, don't say anything to anybody. You'll get, you know, you'll get a reputation for, for uh, being someone who they don't want to have anything to do with. Oh. Let me ask you this. Rosalind Carter used to call you on, on the, the bad days. Yes. And encourage you. What did she say? Uh, mainly, I'm, I'm very Irish, and uh, and she she really hit the buzzer. That's the one thing she did. I'm I'm very Irish, and she uh, would use that, mm. and she and um, I would feel like two cents, and she she said, "Well, are you are you tough? I thought the Irish were supposed to be tough," and uh, I said, "Well, I am Irish, and I am tough." And she said, well, then you have to get out of bed. She said, this is just terrible. She said, I just can't handle people who have a lot of things going for them. And they they just don't take advantage of it. Oh, wow. And then did, would she stay on the line until, until you actually did get up? Yes. 
So it was a mix of, it sounds like, encouragement and a little bit of prodding and guilt that, yes, that, yes. that worked. Yeah. How much did it matter, that support, those phone calls? Oh, my God. I mean, this is the wife of a... Uh, I, now, my, my family has always been in politics, but this is the wife of the governor of Georgia. I saw that you have credited Rosalind Carter with saving your life. And I wonder how. Would you tell me that story? I just, I, I think I could, I could have easily, I, I just feel, and I feel this today, I, I feel that I could go to, really lose it, really not have any life. And I, I really deeply feel that. That you could have surrendered to your depression. Yes. Well, as you, as you say goodbye to her, I know today, um, as she's laid to rest there in Georgia, I wonder, is there, any, is there anything, last thing you want people to know about her, about your friend of so many years? She made my dream come true. And what was your dream? I always wanted to go to the White House. My mother would always tell people, oh, even when Anne was a little girl of five years old, I was so in love with politics. And by the way, she was very, 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 very pretty. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> she was very, very pretty. And uh, I never thought she got the credit for being so pretty. Well, Anne Mahoney Robbins, thank you. And thank you for sharing those stories of, uh, of your lifelong and very pretty friend, the former First Lady Rosalind Carter. It's yes. been great to talk to you. Thank you. Listen, thank you. And if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health or is in crisis, please call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Three digits, 988. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Mary Louise Kelly. This message comes from In the Dark. Why do the women in Dubai's royal family keep trying to run away? In the Dark and The New Yorker examine the Emirate ruler's abuses and how Western countries have looked the other way. Follow In the Dark wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR.